Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Cool Boy Mew, and this is my trusty sidekick, Dad. <laughs> Dad, say something. Uh, hi. Oh, shit. Like I said last episode, I use streaming sites to view anime as it's coming yes. out, and yes. then a- Anime Bytes to download higher quality stuff when the season is complete so I can keep it forever. Yeah. So I was looking at 9anime.to, mm-hmm. uh, the list of upcoming episodes of stuff, and it showed 12 different series having a new episode in one day. <laughs> I wish. So the younger me never could have comprehended this vast treasure trove of Chinese cartoons. Uh, I, I'm pretty blessed lately because um, it, most of what I watch, at least most of what I really, really like that season... Uh, r- releases um, basically uh, mostly every day and before lunch, but since the darn fucking daylight saving time, or, or yeah, I'm wh- sorry, my fucked up country has to do this to everyone. Uh, this pisses me off because uh, before they, they they released just before lunch, so I could watch them while eating lunch because I'm, I'm fucking working at home. Yeah. But now I can't because they, they release at like 1 p.m. <sighs> yeah, it's annoying. No one on the planet likes daylight savings time. I don't know why we still have it. You, you know what's really fucked up? I was starting to have a really fantastic uh, sleep schedule. I, I was finally sleeping all right, and then this shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Every fucking time. But at least there's there's enough anime coming out that it's literally more than I could watch in a lifetime. Oh, good, good, good lord. I mean, I still have a massive backlog, but I, I was just so used to... On Monday, I eat with, with the Urasekai Picnic. On Tuesday, I eat with the Wonder Egg Priority. And now I can't do that anymore, and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, because everything comes out an hour later. Yeah, but basically, so my my, my nice little lunch pisses me off. So uh, instead, I just watch uh, Tropical Rouge Breaker, which just started, and I, like I needed to pick something up. I, I I'm I have a lot of shows that are basically nearly not even started like log horizon season three i barely like watch three episodes of that uh and this is true for a lot of shows this season this is gonna bite me in the ass massively later on it's all right we're not on any particular schedule for this podcast we can take all the time to record that we need i know but it just pisses me off uh, when i do that uh if I really wanted, I could probably catch all, catch up all this shit in like one week or two. But ugh, man, a- anyways, let's just move on. Okay, so when we left off, uh, we were at fall 2014. Uh, you mean summer 2014, I believe. Or... We should be after fall. <laughs> yeah, last one we covered was summer 2014. Yep, so we're at fall, and we start with the shout-out, as usual. Okay. And shout-out to Psychopath Season 2. So it's more of Psychopath, 
However, uh, season two did was not written by uh, Gene Rubushi, I believe. Yeah, it says he was responsible for planning. So maybe uh, he, he just decided the major parts of the story and had someone else write the uh, details. That, 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 that's good enough. Uh, I, I believe season two was weaker, but it was not bad. Yeah, I liked Madoka a lot, so I really need to check out other stuff by Gano oh, Robochi. You really sure? I, I believe pretty much everything he touches was gold. Uh, Gargantia, I, I think he just did the planning on that also. Uh, Psychopath Season 1 is a must. Uh, he also did... Uh, what, what was the Mecha show? Uh, Aldenesh Zero, I believe he also did most of the planning on that. It, it was also pretty good. Uh, also, he wrote the vi- a very edgy visual novel called uh, Saya Nuita, Saya Song. Do not play the Steam version. You do not play that shit censored. Yeah. You, you absolutely do not play that shit censored. Okay, so Saya no Uta, uncensored? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe uh, uh, just USA should be selling it. Uh, I have ways of getting programs. Y- yeah, of course, but uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, if you want to support the author. But a- anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, a uh, second shout out to uh, Shirobako. Have you heard of that? No, uh, the synopsis says it's about girls making an animated film. Yes, it's it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good because it ends up um, being a lot like a lot about the anime industry in the end. So it just ends up being uh, in the beginning. You're like, oh, it's just gonna be like a four girl thing, but no, not at all. Actually, not at all. It it. it, it it ends up that the, there's way more character than expected. Uh, w- w- one character wants to be an animator. One character wants like uh, to um, to be a director. I think I'm not sure. W- one character wants to be like a, a voice actor, and then they ends up all entering the anime industry. And uh, you kind of get a pretty good glimpse at what the industry is like. And this is actually really good. Does it portray it as like hard, miserable work with almost no pay? Yes. <laughs> so actually, it's pretty accurate. Actually, yes. There, there, there were some characters that the um, uh, uh, the production staff had to go find them. Um, the production staff also had to to deal with um, with dealing with outside companies that will barely do any work, etc. Uh, it was actually pretty good, and uh, I, I believe the low pay is not exactly um, portrayed directly. But I think you—I've uh, heard some people comments about it. But you can see um, uh, the character actually uh, drawing and animating that she just keeps eating, eating like rice or something and nothing else in a really small apartment. Uh, I, I once saw an interview with one of the voice actresses from the Senran Kagura games, mm-hmm. and she just looked tired and miserable. The, the interviewer 
uh, was asking her what it was like, and she was just complaining the whole time. And then the interviewer said, at least it's better than working fast food, right? And she just sighed and said, not really. Jesus. Jesus. She's not enjoying herself. But yeah, being a voice actor is also pretty hard because you don't have just one job. You have, like, multiple jobs. You know the Love Live Girls? Yeah. um, They're idols. You you think that it will be their full-time job, but no. They do multiple characters. Uh, I believe... um, uh, some of them are are also idols for other things at the same time, and it's it's kind of insane the the amount of work uh, they have to do. Yeah, I couldn't handle this kind of crazy Japanese workload. God, me, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I, I I genuinely fucking die, and I think I'm not kidding when I say this. I, I genuinely fucking die. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. <laughs> I've heard about uh, Japanese workers who actually do die from overwork. Yeah, yeah but uh, honestly, I, I mean, myself, I'm kind of pretty weak, and I, uh, just one big workload just fucking wrecks me. I cannot imagine having that workload constantly. Yeah, I'm lazy as hell. I only work 40 hours a week, but it seems like an eternity to me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But anyways, uh, any final thoughts about it? Now let's continue. All right, continuing on to Tsuki Monogatari. It's the third season of Monogatari, apparently. Uh, part uh, one out of five. It's uh, about the character Yatsugi. Oh, does it have the big titty girl with the glasses? Uh, not in that season, if I recall. What a waste. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the Tsubasa something, I recall. I don't remember her name. Yeah, so, to, uh, Anika Watsubasa. But uh, no, I, I don't believe she's in that season. But anyways, moving on. Have you heard of Shingeki no Bamid Genesis? No, I haven't. Let me read the synopsis. All right, all right. Mistarxia is a magical world where humans, gods, and demons mingle together. In the past, the black and silver-winged Bahamut has threatened to destroy the land, but humans, gods, and demons overcame their differences to fight together and seal its power. The key to that seal was split in two, one half given to the gods and the other to demons, so that they would never be united and Bahamut never released. Now, 2,000 years later, the world is in an era of peace, until the day a human woman steals the god's half of the key. That's an interesting premise. Uh, I, I believe it comes from a gacha game. It's a source video game. I'm pretty sure it's a freaking gacha. So, a Rage of Bamus, Psy game, social collectible card game. Yeah, it's a gacha. But yeah... Um, this one had a really fucking insane budget. Like, nearly unlimited budget. Uh, uh, there were a lot of parts. N- not only you you can see that the character, you know, the characters are not chibi. They're uh, fully drawn. And um, 
Well, they're just completely fully drawn. Their face expressive, their costumes um, complicated, and it's extremely well animated. The budget was insane for this. Yeah. So, how how good is the story? Uh, it's it's kind of more one of those shows that's about like you know the the adventure that's going on. I mean, there's a story, but I believe it's not totally important i mean they protect like that one girl for most of the show and they end up losing her catching her again etc it's um yeah it's re- it's really one of those shows that that's about the travel the travel more than the story but you, you say the visuals are fantastic good lord yes the the, the budget is insane and uh, the uh, there's some part in this season and the next season of it that's pretty much like it will be movie quality. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I'll add this to my list. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, you see the, the, the two main characters, the, the red-headed guy and the guy with the uh, pompadour? Yeah. The the interaction between these two is fucking amazing. They're, they're kind of like ri- uh, rivals sworn enemies, and they, they have to work together, and it's just great. Oh, but this didn't make your anime of the season? No. No, th- there was just, like, something about it. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, the, 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 three show, the three shows for anime of the season were just this fucking good. Yeah, I've seen one of them, but we'll get to that shortly. So, all right, so moving on to Okami Shoujo Tokyo Oji. It's a uh, shoujo, I believe. Yeah, it's in the title. Yeah, but pretty much. It's uh, the... What's the English title? Wolf Girl and Black Prince. If I recall correctly, it's, it's a romance anime. And... Uh, yeah, the story centers around Erika Shinohara, a vain 16-year-old girl who tells her friends about a romantic exploit, but she actually has no boyfriend. She claims that a handsome boy in a candid photo is her boyfriend, but it turns out that boy is a schoolmate named Kyoya Sata. She has no choice but to make him her fake boyfriend. Unfortunately, Satame looks like a sweet person, but he's actually an ultra-black-hearted sadist. Sata takes advantage of Erika's weakness and treats her like his dog. It's not as horrible as it sounds, but uh, both are kind of like assholes in their own rights, and that, that's what make this, made this really interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting premise for... Uh, romantic comedy. <laughs> it starts out with blackmail. So it was pretty interesting, but I don't remember all that much from it, unfortunately. I remember liking it, but that's it. All right, let's go on then. I mean, it's I, I'm not the audience for it, even if I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> anyways, moving on, Madame Noho to Vanadis. Uh, the English title for li- for this is Lord Marksman and Vanadis. So, the synopsis is set in Western Europe during times of war. Eleanor Helen Vertalia, one of the Vanadis of Chechted, I can't fucking pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, this throws way too many fantasy names at you. Uh, 
is V H C T E D. How the fuck am I supposed to pronounce that? Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> leads the battle into Brune. There are in fact seven Vanadis named for each, uh, named for having each receive a powerful weapon from the dragon uh, to individually reign over seven territories. The power uh, does Vanadis means anything at all that you remember? Um, don't know. Let me do a search for it because I'm sure I've heard that word before. Basically, they're, they're, they're kind of like battle maiden. Oh, yeah, Vanadis, an additional name for the North for the Norse goddess Freja. It okay. makes sense. That would be it. Basically, the, the Vanadis, they're, they're like battle maidens with superpowers. Okay, so, it sounds so, right up my alley. So anyways, the power of the Vanadis invokes dread and fear from their enemy. An earl in the service of the country of Brune, a young archer by the name of Tigre, experienced the Vanadis powers firsthand after being defeated in the battlefield by Ellen. However, Ellen chose to spare his life after witnessing his skill, but in exchange is asked to serve her. So th this is kind of uh, an action adventure with a, a little bit of romance. Yeah, it's listed as edgy on Annie list. A, a little, a little. Uh, if you check uh, the the banner on Annie list, you can see why. Okay. Uh, so remember this being like some pretty good uh, adventure fantasy. There's wars going on. There's a couple of battles. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it's one of those shows that never did it. Let me just check just in case. Yeah, it never got a sequel. And it's like, eh. Th that really fucking sucks. The light novel is finished, however, but it's 18 fucking volumes, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's probably like one or two volumes in English. Probably. But man, this is... The light novels are fucking insane. The, the amount of volumes that releases... I, I mean, it, it ends up... I mean, 18 volumes of a light novel, it ends up making like... What something like seven um, seven six hundred pages a book or something? Yeah, that at least in the West, the average novel is like three hundred pages. Yeah, and they usually don't have like sequels after sequel after sequel. Uh, from what I've seen from these light novel, they they always end up having having something like eighteen volumes, and uh, this is insane. Yeah, it's the Japanese work ethic there, right there. So, anyways, moving on. This was pretty fun. So, oh, next is actually a pretty good comedy. It's a Guguri Kukurisan. Okay, I'll read it. it says, All right. The original manga revolves around Kohina, a little girl who ends up summoning by a Kokurisan, a lower-ranked ghost in Japanese folklore. The Kokurisan she calls ends up being a white-haired, handsome young man. Although he had intended to merely haunt her at first, he becomes worried about her terrible eating habit of cup ramen for every meal, so he decides to haunt her in order to protect her. So yeah, uh, I believe Cook his son uh, is actually summoned by a Ouija board. You know, instead of calling the ghost of anybody, 
maybe in Japan or maybe in some part of Japan, I don't know. They they call Kukuri-san apparently. At least I believe it was a Ouija board. So I've seen pictures from this on the Fediverse a lot as reaction pics. Yeah, this was actually a pretty popular show, I believe. It was um, it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, um, it's one it's one of those comedy series that ends up um, having a little more than comedy. It has some awesome uh, episodes. Uh, Kukuri-san himself, for some goddamn reason, turns into a girl later. Okay. It just happens. <laughs> Is it the writer's fetish or something? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think multiple male characters just turn into a girl's because so fuck you, that's why. Yeah, that's not the first anime we're covering today that does that. But but yeah, it, it deals with, uh, with there's other spirits and it's just fun. It, it it was a really fun show. It's worth a watch. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. Alright, so the next one is another comedy. Denki Guy no Anya-san. If I recall correctly, it's something like the bookstore uh, and the electric... Um, electric Town Bookstore Worker is the English title. Something like that. Yeah, the, the Electric Town, it's Akihabara. So, so they're basically working in a manga, manga magazine, art bookstore and everything. Yeah. So the youthful bookstore comedy revolve around the folks who work in a manga shop deep in a certain electric town neighborhood. Denki Guy or Electric Town is a popular name for a sh- shopping area that specializes or used to specialize in electric and electronic items like Tokyo Akihabara. I'm pretty sure it's Akihabara, anyways. The protagonist, uh, Umio, works part time at Books Umano One. Along with the senior at work, but not an age, Yotan. As many dedicated manga fans visit the store, there is always something going on. So, so basically, it revolves around the stores, uh, the workers and their friends, and everyone's a certain kind of otaku. Like the the the, the small girl with the twin tail, she's like an horror fan. The girl uh, with the glasses, uh, sh- she draws Dujinshi. The, the the big guy with the, that you don't see his eyes and the uh, back uh, is a manga connoisseur. Well, co- comic book shops in America are practically dead, but I imagine they're still pretty strong in Japan. Oh, for sure, for sure. So yeah, it's um, it's about a group of otaku friends, and it it it, it was it was really fun. I remember I, I, another comedy worth uh, watching. Yeah, looks pretty cool. So the next one is a Saturday morning cartoon that actually ran, I believe, for three or four seasons, and I watched all of it. Okay, the art style looks kind of like Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, but uh, even more like Chibi. Yeah, so this is an anime for kids. Yeah, uh, Kaito Joker. So Kaito is a phantom thief. The the, the characters have uh, s- some sort of um, of card gimmick, like Joker, uh, his sister is Diamond Queen, his brother is Spade. 
is the is the ninja assistant is at you which is just the card eight so th th this is this is really fun it's uh, you know phantom thief so he ends up always um uh, try trying to steal treasures from a museum uh, uh, his biggest enemy is a policeman uh, d d there's this really ugly rich guy that always ends up uh, b blowing up uh, whatever he owns oh. uh, it it's really funny is there any reason to watch this since Lupin the third already exists uh, why why this over Lupin the third I'm not sure I Obviously, I cannot recommend this over Lupin the Third, but it's it's two very different kind of shows. Still, I mean, this is for more for kids, and Lupin the Third has more, you know, mature jokes. Yeah, uh, you could say it's a bit similar in style, but uh, I don't know. G give it a try, and and you'll see if you like it. All right. If I had kids, I would. Hmm. If I had kids, I'd show them this. Oh, they, they, they'd freaking love it, honestly. So, anyways, then moving on. Uh, Sword Art Online Season 2. So, what, just to be sure, yes, yeah, Season 2 is um, the Gun Girl uh, Online arc. So, uh, Kikito plays um, a FPS MMO. And it's actually pretty good. So if you actually survive the um, the 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 part two of the first season, you'll enjoy this. Uh, I had a roommate who liked Sword Art Online, but he was watching on his laptop, so I never saw any of it. It's pretty it's pretty good if you survive the the second arc of the first season. Uh, there are a lot of people just, uh, you know, a lot of people just started hating this because, uh, you know, when something gets uh, amazingly popular, uh, you just kind of uh, get defensive about it, about it, you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, it happened to me with the Demon Slayer. You know how popular this is getting? Yeah. Are you actually reading it? Uh, no, I'm not. Not, uh, yeah. not. Not Demon Slayer. Yeah, I thought I thought the anime was pretty good, but to actually reach one third or one fourth of One Piece sales in a year, yeah, is that's it a... that good? No, <laughs> it, it's not that good. But but yeah, Sword Art Online is fine. It's fine. The, the second season is fine. It introduces uh, cool new characters. Uh, I I didn't think that actually um, you know cover a FPS MMO because a FPS doesn't seem to be that popular in Japan in general. Yeah, it's the kind of thing Americans will love and buy by the tens of millions, but yeah, they just never really take off in Japan. Well, sometimes Call of Duty do rank over there, but like not that much. Yeah, I doubt lots of Japanese gamers know what Doom or Half-Life or Halo are. Uh, maybe, maybe Half-Life. I, I know they know GoldenEye, that's for sure. Yeah, the Nintendo 64 game? Yeah, th th there's actually a famous meme that th that never made the jump over here about GoldenEye and uh, the, the cart uh, crook trick. 
I'm not saying this right, but basically on the 64, you could just leave the cart a little, just that the game continues running, and then it can do crazy things to your game. And GoldenEye 64, all of the NPC starts um, just kind of jumbling around on place, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so does, that, does that damage the cart? Uh, maybe a little. Maybe. Yeah, because that sounds pretty unsafe. But, but also it fun. It, it is, but I believe uh, for the longest time it was used for speedrunning in Ocarina of Time. Because you could actually uh, go over ba barriers while doing that trick. Yeah, sounds interesting. So anyways, moving on. Yeah, what else do we have? Uh, Akame Gekil. I, I like this because it, it started relatively edgy. And, uh, you know, edgy anime, you, you think that... Um, I'm pretty sure I'll really say that, but, but you think that there, there's a lot, but actually there's not. So, in a land where corruption rules and a ruthless prime minister has turned the puppet emperor's armies of soldiers, assassins, and secret police against the people, only one force dares to stand against them, Nitrade. An elite team of relentless killers, uh, each equipped with an imperial arm, legendary weapons with the unique and incredible powers created in the distant past. Rescued from a fate worse than death by Nitrade, young Tatsumi is offered uh, the chance to join the little ranks. But it's a deadly choice, as few can master an imperial arm and even fewer survive when two arms go against each other in combat. The battle is gone and only the strongest will make, out, will make it out alive. Uh, I believe, uh, basically, um, uh, the... the there's a, a reveal that happens in episode one, and watch at least one episode to see if you like it. Oh, but you say it's not as edgy as it seems at first? Uh, no, no. It, well, I mean, th there's one big edgy re reveal, and it's not that gory in the end, but yeah. I've noticed this happen in manga quite often. Like, What do you mean? Like something starts... Uh, with like uh, the early chapters are yeah are, are gory and graphic and then but then it softens over time yeah including my all-time favorite berserk I, I wouldn't say this softens but it does not uh, like if you're expecting something incredibly gory and uh, no but it comes back here and there yeah yeah uh goblin slayer is another one yeah, Goblin Sarah, I remember, man, the first episode, um, recording, regarding how everyone was fucking freaking out about it, I was expecting it like to be like nearly fucking anti, like redo a feeler or something. And then I watched it, I was like, eh, eh. It was good though, but it was just not as edgy as I was expecting. Yeah, and I've read the Goblin Slayer manga up to the current month, and yeah, yeah, it just becomes a standard fantasy action series. Pretty much, but a pretty good one, though. Yeah, it's decent. A pretty good one. 
All right, so, what else we got? Uh, Yama no Susume uh, Season 2, uh, Encouragement of Climb Season 2. So it's more of that short. It's still a 10 minute short, I believe. Yeah, Andy List says 14 minutes. Yeah, 14 minutes. It's, uh, it's still pretty lengthy, but it, it's still a short and um, it's still worth watching. Ah, oh, what does Susume mean? Because I've read another manga with that in the uh, title. Uh, and cringe at uh, wait, 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 sorry, j- just just talk French momentarily. Yeah, the manga I read was Kakugo no Susume, which was about a dude with power armor beating the shit out of really gross monsters. It, it means either encouragement or or climb, I'm not sure. Ah, one of the two. So for Yama no Susume. Yamba means mountain, right? Yeah. So this is just mountain climbers. Yeah. Uh, I've never tried mountain climbing. Sounds like a good, good way to exercise and like test your physical uh, limits. I, I did a few times, but it's not. You know, they're not the climbing walls or anything. It's just mountain trails. Yeah, it's but, more like hiking. Yeah, it's it's more like hiking, but I mean, still, I believe in season two they actually attempt the Mount Fuji, which is uh, it ends up being actually pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, so that's like their final boss. Yeah, and well, something happens, but the problem is that I can talk about it, but I cannot talk about it because I'll be spoiling what happens. I don't know. Sometimes a spoiler gets me interested, like with decadence. Well, let's just say that uh, Mount Fuji is so high up that um, uh, you might get sick from the lack of oxygen. Oh. You know, some people get sick, some people don't, and yeah. Yeah, I've heard people climbing... Uh, Mount Everest and other huge mountains have to bring oxygen tanks with them. Yeah, the, yeah, the, those are pretty hardcore. But I mean, this is—you uh, know—either it happens, either it doesn't happen. Uh, th- there's multiple uh, uh, rest um, rest stop, I believe it's called. Yeah. So, well, if I ever go to Japan, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a good idea. I'm not uh-huh. sure if it's a good idea because if you, um, yeah, if you get caught by the lack of oxygen, it it makes you really fucking sick on the spot, and you'll be sick for something like ten hours. Oh shit! Maybe I'll just walk the shrines like Moon wanted to do. Yeah, that, that that's probably a safer path. Do, do an anime pilgrimage. <laughs> so just go to Akihabara and nothing else. Yep. <laughs> well, I can't. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually scared that stuff are, are starting to close because of COVID. I believe the the big cigar arcade are actually closed now. It, it's dead. It, it's been a year. They're still worried about COVID. Uh, I, well, I guess I'm, they I'm, have a lot. They have a lot of old people. Yeah, I'm not sure in Japan. I'm not sure what the hell's going on in Japan about COVID. But I mean, uh, the cigar arcades, they're dead. It doesn't exist anymore. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, Sega's that, that, been making arcade games since like the late seventies. Yeah, that really sucks because I mean, this was not only a major arcade, but the um, the, uh, there was a lot of crane games, 
because uh, Sega actually sells a lot of price figurines too, so that that, that really blows. And, and it's never coming back. I mean, it, it's not closed temporarily. It's never coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to see long, like long-running businesses and uh, cool landmarks get shut down permanently. Yeah, especially when you haven't had the change, uh, the the chance to go. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Japan. Too poor. Me neither. But anyways, moving on. World Trigger. I already covered this in another episode. Uh, so yeah, you got me excited uh, to look it up. I put it. I think I put it at uh, the top of my list. Put oh, a star uh, next nice, to it. Nice. So um, season two is going on right now, so it's worth uh, delving into. Okay, I probably will eventually. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Itsugi no Chaika Adventuring Battle. This is season two, so l- let's just skip it. Th- the story actually ends in season two, so this is a series that um, th- that's completely worth watching, in my opinion. Yeah, this one's about the autistic girl with the sniper rifle. Yes, yes. Anyways, moving on to... Uh, uh, this one is a shit post in anime form. Ore Twintel ni Narimas. Sorry, I didn't have it pulled up. I'm going by your. Uh, uh, the li- I'm going by the list you had a year ago, and it's not on there. So you must have updated it. Uh yeah, I decided to add it back because, uh, like I said, the, um, at some point I wanted to put just the good shows, but this is more of a diary of what I want. I mean, th- this one is not like amazing. Uh, it, it's it really, I'll call it a shit posting in anime form. So, uh, Mitsuka Shoji is a first year high school student who greatly loves the twin teller. Her style. One day, a beautiful girl, to her, whatever, who comes from another world, suddenly appears, appeared in front of him and gave him the power to transform into the twin tail wire tail red. Now, Suji, with the help of his childhood friend Tsubeaika, who can become the twin tail wire tail blue, must fight in order to protect the peace on earth. So, so, so basically, uh, he ends up permanently becoming a girl. Yeah, yet another gender swap anime. Yep. And this is kind of a Sentai parody, I believe. Y- you can see, like, the, the red, yellow, blue. Uh, I believe the enemies are also a Sentai parody. They're kind of, like, weird insect people. I don't I don't remember what the hell their goal was, but it was something really fucking weird. But but anyways, th- th- this is uh, mostly a comedy. Uh, I call it a shit posting in anime form because uh, everything about it was kind of dumb, and it it's an okay watch. Y- yeah, uh, Anilis uh, put a tag forty percent satire, so yeah, it, it's it's satire. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with the Sentai stuff, aside from like watching Power Rangers as a kid. But I know there's hundreds of other shows in Japan that are similar. Yeah, and actually Power Rangers, the, the American one, uh, I didn't have cable TV as a kid, so I couldn't watch uh, a lot of episodes, but I watched some of them later, and it's actually a pretty good show. It It's one of those shows that is 
just very nicely cheesy. However, the Japanese Sentai stuff is fucking crazy. I haven't really watched it, but I've seen like part of it, and and it's fucking nuts. If you like superhero stuff, it might actually be worth uh, watching a Sentai series. Way more than like probably Modern Power Ranger. Modern Power Rangers has its fans, but the, the Japanese stuff is probably like 10 times as good. Yeah. Yeah, also, uh, Gen Urobuchi, uh, he wrote um, a Kamen Rider series, I believe. Yeah, I've heard of Kamen Rider. Not Most, only, mostly not, from parodies. Yeah, I believe Kamen Rider is kind of a little more serious. But I, I, b- I believe like the, the, the ending of the um, of the Kamen Rider series that he wrote is pretty insane. I, I mean, I know what's going on, but it's a spoiler, so pr- I probably shouldn't say it. But <laughs> it made me interested in the show, so I don't know. I say it. Uh, apparently, uh, Kamen Rider literally becomes God. Uh, like, okay. I become like omnipotent or something, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so he just deletes monsters from existence, or what? I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I want to find out. When the fuck yeah. did he write? Yeah, talk about overpowered protagonists. <laughs> Literally becomes God. Well, well, probably at the end of the series, but still, I mean, uh, the, the the guy I talked to said that um, uh, w- whenever there's gonna be like one um, uh, one of these shows or movie where all the Kamen writers come together, this is gonna be awkward. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, but yeah, anyways, that's if, freaking weird, man. If you want uh, Sentai stuff in anime form, uh, actually, uh, Samurai Flamenco, which, which we actually talk about, um, it tackles all the forms of it in a single show. So watch that. Yeah, I'm sure if I really want to get into Sentai stuff, there's all sorts of guides online for beginners. Oh, probably. Probably. I'm sure. I'm sure, but unfortunately, I know fucking jack all about it, so so I I cannot recommend anything. Yeah, I played the Super NES Ultraman game when I was a kid. It it kind of sucked, but I was yeah, poor, so it was all I had. Isn't it like a um, a buzz gauntlet or something? Yeah, it's just a fighting game, but most of the enemies play like almost exactly the same. Did, did it release in the West? Or... Yeah. It did? Yeah, I had it as a kid in the early 90s. That's fucking weird. I mean, did did, you, did Ultraman, like, anything release here? It, it, <laughs> not, not that I can think of. It actually might, because I believe uh, S, uh, the anime SSS Gridman, I never fucking heard of it, but uh, uh, one of my Sentai friends said that uh, it actually was released there, so I don't know. Oh, let's get him on the show. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he doesn't have to. It's just, it would be interesting <laughs> have an episode about Sentai. Ah, that'd be great, but then we'd be saying fucking nothing. <laughs> I yeah, know we, nothing about Sentai. Yeah, we'd have to do a lot of research beforehand. But anyways, uh, moving on. Saw something else to say before moving on? Nah, let's continue. 
Uh, yeah, right. So a short anime that's well, it's short and sweet. Danaganani wo the anime follows the daily life of an earnest, hard-working office lady named Kaoru and her otaku husband who is totally immersed in a certain uh, huge deadbolt and board system. So, so basically, this is just like a, a, a short, uh, a sweet short about a married couple, uh, an otaku and some normal girl. And it's, uh, it's sweet, I guess. Yeah, each episode is four minutes long, so this is really short. Well, it is as short, and I've always said that most shorts are just kind of worth watching, usually. Yeah, it says uh, he works. he's immersed in a bulletin board system. Does this take place in the 80s, or is it talking about two-channel? Yeah, he's talking about two-channel, so... Uh, so so, so, so he, uh, I don't remember him going to to channel but I, if i recall correctly he says a lot of slang she doesn't uh, understand and everything you know it's really about the the otaku and the not otaku who has to live together despite the differences yeah that could be a fun source for comedy it, it is it is and that's all i've said about it so moving on to the lemon of the season Probably one of the worst thing that Trigger has animated. Th that series fucking pissed me off. Alright, what's it called? Ino Battle wa Nichijoke no Nakade. It's in English, also known as When Supernatural Battles Became Commonplace. Th that title ma makes you hype, no? Yeah. Well, don't be, because then the. the barely ever fucking bowels oh so the poster lied to me yeah looks like look, looks like it's gonna be full of red action scenes but yep yeah, but it, it just ends up being like um a, a, a school rm and th that's it i think uh that's disappointing that, that was very, very disappointing because uh Yo, if I recall correctly, oh man, it was so fucking terrible. There's actually, there's almost no plot in the goddamn series until like the end. And if I recall correctly, uh, for for most of the season, you're kind of being teased with a plot. And then the characters are like, oh, well, the plot is happening with other characters in the background. But you're not allowed to see most of it. What's the point? It's fucking dumb. That's the thing. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's terrible writing. Having the important stuff in the background. I don't know. It's just fucking boring. Uh, you, you, get, you get a series called When Supernatural Battles Became Commonplace. You're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. No. Fuck no. Oh, that sucks, man. However, this show... Um, a big shout out to... Uh, Sayori Ayami, who voiced Atoko uh, Kushikawa, which, uh, you know, the main character has massive chinibyo, and he ends up, like, kind of annoying uh, everyone in the series. And then there's, uh, because of course it's a harem, there's this character, Atoko Kushikawa, who's acting almost like a wife to, for him. 
And at some point, she just fucking breaks down and, and gets tired of his uh, Chinibio bullshit. And, and that scene is a 10 out of 10. Of, the acting is 10 out of 10 for that scene. Oh, sounds like that's the only interesting moment in this whole anime. Yes. <laughs> yes, pretty much. This is the only thing about this anime. This is the only thing why this anime is still being talked about is this scene. Really? Is it yeah. on YouTube? Uh, probably. See... Yeah, look it up. I want to see it. Probably. Let, let, let me just say it. I, I just need to... I like DuckDuckGo, but it, it never finds anything. Yeah, there we go. I got the fucking scene on Google like in, in one second. I'll just send it to you. Yeah, or post it in the mumble chat. So there you go. Watch it later. Okay. Thank you. So, all right. So uh, that, that's it for the lemon. D- don't watch that shit. Just to be sure, I said it was animated by Trigger. I just want to, to make sure. Because that, that would be dumb if I didn't, uh, if I fucked up. Yes, Studio Trigger. Yep, yep. Anyways, moving on to anime of the season. Grisaya no Kajitsu. Have you heard of this? This is from a visual novel, I believe. No. Let me read the synopsis. All right. All right. The anime revolves around Mihama Academy, a prison-like school built to preserve fruit that has fallen too far from its tree. It is home to five female students who each have their reasons for enrolling in the academy and live their life idly within the walls of Mihama. One day, Kazami Yuuji, the institute's first male student, arrives and throws the orderly rhythm of Mihama off balance. Is Yuuji what the girls need to hold on to their lives once more? Or will the weight of their past prove too steep a wall to overcome? Or is his past even heavier than any of the others? So Kezama, uh, Kezami Yuji is a goddamn fucking Chad in this anime. Goddamn Chad. And uh, everything about it was fucking amazing. Jar, drama, etchy, psychological romance, and it's fucking amazing. It's also known as the fruit of Grisaya. So does he put all five girls into his harem or what? Pretty much. Nice. I mean, as a visual novel, you probably have uh, different routes, but um, how do I even explain this series? So I, I cannot explain it before, um, well, without uh, not saying any spoiler, but basically the story of uh, Ke- Kezami Yuji. Man, what, what even happened in his life? His life was crazy. So uh, the protagonist of Grisaya, ace number 9029, Yuji is the janitor for the underworld. Tired of the life, he wanted to, to live a normal school life. Cool, philosophical, and minimalist, Yuji is a realist, but also Sunday. Being very currently, always planned, and scout before action. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it doesn't actually explain his life story. So, I believe he's actually, uh, as a kid, kidnapped by a terrorist. Uh, uh, Shit. And then, yeah, he's kidnapped by a terrorist group. He get trained as a terrorist or something, and then he's, he's later rescued and he becomes a, a, some kind of secret agent. 
and uh, his, his entire life is really fucked up. He also fights into a war with some American friends. I can't even begin to tell you how insane that anime was. However, I cannot recommend the anime. What? Why not? Okay, so basically, uh, there's something involving uh, uh, his sister. And and uh, the, the first season is amazing. The second season is amazing. The third season, there's something that happens. I, I've confirmed with two different people that have read the visual novel. And this doesn't happen in the visual novel. And it ruined the entire thing for me. Oh, it's so, that bad? Let's just say that 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 um, well, it's it said early. His sister dies, but then uh, in the anime in the third season, his sister is not really dead. She was used as as an intelligent AI robot, and she just like come back, and it's like uh, it's just so fucking dumb. Uh, it's just so. <laughs> Fucking dumb. You ever see that Spielberg movie AI? Uh, no. No, oh, I I won't spoil it, but it has something similarly stupid. Yeah, yeah but uh, oh no, I, I yeah, whatever. But uh, anyways, it was just so fucking goddamn dumb. It, it pissed me off, and apparently, it doesn't happen. The visual novel. Uh, apparently, so it doesn't happen. So do you recommend people watch the first two seasons? Yeah, maybe, but you could also play the visual novel. What's great is that it's all available on Steam. Oh, that's uh, handy. Maybe censored, because I think this is supposed to be an Uh But there is also um, the, uh, the trio pack, including uh, new side stories or uh which also have like the, their own physical game it's also all on switch and i believe if you get the japanese physical uh, card it's all in english okay and so that might be the better way of experiencing this story unfortunately but the the first two seasons are fucking pristine at least until the third now well, is there any plans for future seasons do you know oh it's over it, they, they animated the whole thing as far as i know Oh, so they just had one shit season and called it quits? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I believe the, uh, they, they covered the three visual novels. Oh, so there's just no more material? Well, technically, yes, because there's a lot of side stories. Uh, will they ever animate it? Will they ever animate them? I don't know, but we'll see. You make the premise sound pretty cool, but... God, it was fucking amazing. But I just have to go in knowing that nobody likes the third season. Uh, I, I'm not sure if nobody likes it, but the, the 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 garbage reveal and like the thing with his sister, I, I don't know, it just kind of fucking ruined it for me. It, it, I believe it's a series that was actually... Everything that happened is kind of out of there. It's, uh, it's not something that will happen to your average person. But it was still like somewhat grounded in reality until this shit happens. Ah, that's too bad because you got me pretty hyped about watching this. Well, uh, maybe, maybe watch it and just. Uh, 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 
and just remember what happened in, in season three and don't um, I, I don't know I, I, because, because oh, my I curiosity because... peaked so if I do watch this I'm gonna have to watch the third seasons to see yes. if I like it yes you have no choice because it, it, it ends the story right so anyways moving on <laughs> and so next is Amagi Brilliant Park oh, this was amazing this was fantastic. All right, what's this about? Uh, it was animated by Kyoeni, I believe. And uh, it doesn't need a second season, so it will never be ruined by a, a terrible second season. Uh, there, there's an OVA, apparently, uh, but whatever. So uh, when new transfer student Isu- Isuzu asks Seiya Kanye out on a date at, Con- at Garden Point, he knows something odd is going on, especially since she wants to go to Amagi Brilliant Park, where the rides are either dangerous or mind-numbingly dull, and the only costume performers who aren't rude or apathetic are the ones who didn't show up for work. So when Isuzu asks Seiya to take over as the park new manager, he knows she's crazy. Well, crazier given the gunpoint thing. When Seiya learns that Amagi Brilliant Park is a real magic kingdom, that the costume performers aren't wearing costumes, that they live off the, ma- the energy created by attendees, and that unless they can attract uh, 250,000 attendees in three months, they lose their job and homes. And, well, he got a little crazy himself, but... But even with the aid of uh, skin tilly clad fairies, giant mice, and sniper trained sheep, can anyone rescue a park that's sunk so low that even its own buzz doesn't stop there anymore? The race is on to get the, the turnstiles turning and save Amagi Brilliant Park. This sounds fucking cool. But it, this was fucking awesome. Uh, w- what the synopsis did not tell you is that uh, Seiya, I don't remember why uh, he was chosen exactly, but he was an ex-child actor, and uh, he's actually pretty full of himself. So the, the protagonist himself, I remember him being entertaining to to uh, to well to look at. So he becomes manager of this fucked up parody of Disneyland. Yeah, and he, he gotta save it. Oh man, this looks like a lot of fun. God, this was amazing. You can see the, the kind of mascot just behind the main character. I, I believe yeah. most of them are, are, are always drinking alcohol for, for most of the show. They're, they're asshole and they keep, um, they, they keep making troubles. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so exciting and full of energy. God, it is. The, the, the premise is as good as the show is. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this. And now moving on to uh, animated season Terraformers. This was fucking amazing. I, I don't know if the manga uh, does it the way the anime does, but season one, uh, it, it looked fantastic. And, well, it was fantastic. So, during the 21st century, humanity attempted to colonize Mars by sending two species which could injure the harsh environment of the planet to terraform it, algae and cockroach. However, they did not anticipate the species uh, 
remarkable at ability to adapt. Now in the 26th century, a little disease known as the alien engine virus has arrived on Earth, and the cure is suspected to be found only on Mars. The problem, Mars and the present is overrun by creatures known as terraformers, incredibly powerful and intelligent humanoid cockroach that mutated from um, those originally sent to the planet. Actually, the cockroach are... Um, uh, they look weird, but they're meant to look like uh, Homo erectus, you know, like early humans. Yeah, they look like cavemen. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I believe I googled Homo erectus and I found like a picture uh, from a textbook that looked exactly like the cockroach. Looking okay. like. Uh, I want to see that. Anyways, moving on, the Annex 1 team, uh, consisting of 100 men and women genetically enhanced with the characteristic of powerful organism from Earth, has been sent to Mars on a mission to find the cause of the alien engine virus and to help cure humanity, signaling the start of the crew's fight for survival. Why was this amazing? So you see, um, the show is divided between multiple teams, uh, they they get into a show, and then uh, immediately uh, during um, even before descending into Mars, uh, things goes wrong, and they're separ- they get separated between uh, multiple teams. Why is this amazing? So you have um, a lot of the teams that starts in a very rough shape, they're already surrounded by the cockroach and they have to fight for their life. Uh, something that's uh, not been said in the synopsis is that um, all of the characters are mixed with animals and other insects to give them uh, insect or animal superpower. Like, l- let's just say, uh, some guy has, is mixed with some sort of moth and he has like a super silk or some stupid shit like that. Yeah, I've read a lot of the manga of this and I enjoyed it because the premise is just pure anime. You, you've got these mutated roach people who want to kill humans. So the humans just give themselves in other insect powers to fight them. Mm. But it, it's taken dead seriously. Yeah, it's dead serious. And I believe it was actually... Uh, well, it's it's uh, well, it's really good. Uh, I I think the direction for season one is amazing. I don't know if the manga does it like that, but you uh, basically every single member of the expedition has had a really shit life that led them to be uh, to take. Um, you know the 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 surgery to mix them with an animal or whatever because i believe they have only a 15% chance of of survival or something when yeah. they take the surgery yeah the manga covered each character's backstories and how they ended up in this terrible position well but what's amazing with the anime i don't know if the manga does this but uh, you get their backstory when they're fighting for their life. They're fighting for their life, and then you get a flashback to the story, and then it comes back to them fighting for their life, a bit more of the flashback. And the whole season keeps doing this for various characters. And it's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, another manga that does that a lot is Battle Angel Alita. Mm. 
It gives very detailed backstories for most of the new characters who show up. I know some readers don't like it, but I always find it fascinating. But I, I just thought that, that the direction, just how it happens, and you, you get th this guy who is just surrounded. He's fighting for his life, and then you just find out why he's there, what has happened in his shit life to... To, to get him here on Mars surrounded by uh, a super strong cockroach that are currently going to fucking kill him. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it gets you to care about the characters. Really? It, it, gets, it really gets you to care. So it, yeah, yeah, I saw that when this aired on TV, it had some pretty heavy censorship. Uh, yeah, but what happens is that... Um, I, I believe for a few weeks there was censorship, but, and, but then... A Crunchyroll uh, or Funimation, I'm not sure which, they actually got the un uncensored version. Yeah, so that's the one they showed, well, uh, they showed it online. Yeah, and I believe we, uh, we uh, only we got it, n not Japan, so... Uh... Oh, so if they want to see it, like they have, do they have to go online, look for the English version, or do they uh, have the Blu-ray? Oh, the yeah, the Blu-ray. So that th that was weird. I, I don't know if there was an ATX uncensored version, but that that's what I remember. Uh, the only way to get it uncensored was like in English, which was weird because I don't believe this happened again. But but but, but yeah, uh, watching this censored uh, w was uh, pretty painful. So I'm really glad it came uncensored really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I saw some clips where they had like shadows covering half the screen. It's just yeah, embarrassing. It, it, it's, it's fucking terrible. Uh, there's a lot of fetchy series that I wanted to pick later. Yeah, like uh, Yuna of the Hot Spring or whatever. But when they air, they're censored. And then I just end up forgetting about them. Or I don't have time to watch them. So I never end up watching them. Yeah, so Terraform Mars is really good. And I like the title. It's like a triple pun. Yeah, yeah, really. Because they're going to the planet of Mars. But also, terraforming is the process of like turning another planet into an atmosphere like Earth's. And then there's also the pun of, you know, Transformers. Yeah. So, so, so it's a cool title for a cool series. Amazing title. Yeah, I'd recommend this to like just about anyone who likes action anime or even someone who doesn't know anything about anime. You could show this to them and say, here, here's why I like Japanese cartoons. Could, could you see it feels a bit like a B-movie? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's kind of a ridiculous premise, but it's so cool that it doesn't matter. Yeah, basically. So anyways, uh, anything else to say about it? Nope, that'll be it. All right, so uh, let's just go... Uh, with um, uh, yeah, we've been going for an hour. Let's yeah, let, let's just go with um, anime of the year, and then we'll uh, we'll end it. All right, all right. So, 2014 anime of the year, uh, third place, no game, no life. Of course, this was amazing. There, there was no way it was not gonna be uh, one of the anime of the year, but it was beaten by second place, Barakamon. You thought it was that good? God, yes. But Barakamon is one of those shows that um, I could easily give it a 10 out of 10. But yes, it's still second place to ping pong the animation. Oh, man. I, I, 
I want to watch all three of these. God, Ping Pong, the animation was just um, the, the art style, the story, everything. It was just a fucking masterpiece also. So uh, all three of them are fucking amazing and they're worth watching. What, what, what a fucking strong year. That, that, that's really like a, an amazing trio right there. Yeah, so that wraps things up for 2014. You had a ton of good shit this year. God, a, a ton is uh, that 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 that's really um, underselling. <laughs> and then, man, to 2015, it's uh, it's pretty packed. <laughs> yeah, and I actually watched some of these uh, animes of the season, so I have things to say instead of just quietly nodding along with you. Yeah, uh, so uh, sh should we wait until uh, 2015 tell me what, what you watch, or I don't know? Yeah, let's wait till next week. Uh, yeah, alright, so uh, anything else to talk about? Um, in terms of Japanese games, I've been playing Bravely Default 2 lately. Oh, really? Uh, I I've been wanting to, to get into it, but I, I don't... The, the censorship of the 3DS games uh, really fucking pissed me off so I never pick, picked up the series. Yeah, that's when they had... Uh, one of the characters has a an American Indian costume that they, N no, that they the, censored. The uh, that's actually the second game. Uh, basically, no. what happened in the first game, um, uh, some characters had like uh, pretty skimpy costume, but I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. They're, they're chibis, so it got censored, and I kind of got pissed off. But the yeah, the, the the other costume is that there's a character with um, a Native American costume that that main weapon is a gun, and uh, they, they censored that and. Uh, did they change it to a cowboy? And I don't know, just fucking dumb. I, I don't like censorship. You you, you make me feel like I, I don't feel like an adult that uh, I don't feel like a consenting adult, you know? I feel like a fucking child when you do that to me. Yeah, I hate that shit. But in my defense, I didn't pay for the game. Oh, that's good. So uh, the second one, it's on 3DS or you're talking about the, the Switch one? Yeah, the new one for the Switch. Apparently, it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's really a standard JRPG, but it has so many quality of life improvements that just make it a blast. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, the gimmick of the Bravely Default games is that uh, your characters can build up extra turns during mm. ba battle. You can do this by blocking, or there's certain skills and items that can do it. Mm. And the whole, the whole game is built around this, because you really need it for the bosses. Nice, nice. But sometimes uh, even the enemies can do it to you. Oh. But uh, they always warn you about what the enemy's going to do next turn so you can plan for it. At, at least, because imagine like getting like a six turn and a turn without warning that it will wreck you. I think uh, four turns in a row is the maximum. Oh, uh, yeah, at least, but that can still wreck an entire character. In it. <laughs> yeah, so. So if if you know your your enemy's gonna be hitting you four times next turn, you can either like try to finish them off or strengthen your defenses. And uh, and uh, kind of like some of the Final Fantasy games, it has a job system. Mm -hmm. But in this, once you unlock jobs as part of the story, you can have any character switch switch to them at any time between battles. Uh, kind of like Final Fantasy V or Tactics. Mm. 
Uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. The first right. time I played it, I played it for like six hours straight, and I lost track of time. Uh, on my side, I pay, I finally started the Dragon Quest Builders 2. Did I already talk about this? Don't think so. That's the Minecraft clone, right? Yeah, I already talked about the first one, but I picked up the second one. So, um, not much so far. There's already a bit more uh, quality of life improvement. It's pretty cool so far. What can you do with Minecraft in a Dragon Quest world? How does that work? Well, basically, how it works is that uh, there's a story. You go to different island, and uh, you're given small quests by the townspeople. You have like to improve their life. It's honestly um, kind of like a massive tutorial for all the gameplays, but it's still like a quest. It's still something to do, something that I feel like uh, Minecraft just kind of misses. I just wish I could just build shit for hours upon hours uh, without any goal, but I can't. So <laughs> oh, it's the wrong game for that. You want yeah. Inf- you want Infiniminer. I see, but but yeah, uh, D- Dragon Quest the builders actually give you shit to do. It gives you a story, and by finishing the story, um. At, at least in this one, there's actually um, the hub area where you can do a- anything you want. I believe it's actually part of the story instead of being out of the story uh, like the first one was. But I said I believe because I'm I'm, ju- I'm still just starting it. So uh, Also, I finished the Trial of Mana, the remake. It's pretty... Yeah, I dropped that after a while. Uh, that's unfortunate because um, the the thing is that uh, uh, you're probably still in the um, uh, mid game where the the game just tells you to go. It gets really amazing when um, you're free to tackle uh, any any uh, or whatever they're called in any order you want. That's where the game gets really amazing. And then uh, there's the massive end game dungeon. But in this version, there's actually a post game, and the post game dungeon is a fucking massive, and it's it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I did like the bit that I played. Yeah, you should play more. Just I, I have so much other shit I want to play. Ah, oh, yeah, I, I feel you. I have, I have everything. I still get to finish the uh, Omega Labyrinth on PC. Once I have finished that, I can finally start uh, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Isn't Omega Labyrinth the like the dungeon crawler that's about girls trying to improve their bus sizes? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. I, I have the one on Steam, and it it's not terrible, but it's not amazing either. It's it's a good game to just uh, play away while while you're listening to a podcast or something. Yeah. All right, I think that should just about wrap it up for this week. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's finish. All right. If you want to see more of our shit, go to shitposter.club. The Fediverse is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm having a lot of fun. We got a whole bunch of new users from poa.st lately. Yeah, they, they just injected new life into the Fediverse. It's great. Yeah, they they have like two thousand users, and it's insane. 
So if there's nothing else, we'll sign nope. off. That's it. Uh, see you later. Good night. Bye.